was just kind of exploring, like, hmm, where did all of these weird fetishes I have come from? <laughs> and then I remembered being 13 years old and watching the music video for Everybody by the Backstreet Everybody. Boys. And how they were all dressed up as different, like, monsters and werewolves and <laughs> vampires and shit. And I was like, oh. Well, that must have been the genesis of my depravity right there. That was there. your awakening. <laughs> and I actually went back and listened to that song recently. Okay, I went back and w- watched the video again because, you know, <laughs> vampires and uh, werewolves and shit. But I think I can admit now that song's actually kind of a banger. <laughs> if it weren't for the terrible vocals, that would be like a really fucking good song that I would listen to on a regular basis. Don't lie. It's, it's and just now a, that I'm old, I can admit that. It's not a bad song. Fuck it. Just put put that thing on your playlist. It's, uh, Fuck it, man. Do you, okay. So there was that time whenever I was like driving back from Keiko mm-hmm. and like, you know, I was a little medicated. <laughs> and then fucking, you know, I was just jamming out hard. I was, I had the windows down. It was beautiful outside. And I was at a stop sign. It was like on Beltline and fucking like Preston, like in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I was just, you know, getting down. And this, this people in the car next to me just looked over and they just busted up laughing. Cause I was just jamming so hard to careless whisper by wham. <laughs> So I was like, I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty, Guilty feet, I got no rhythm. And so like, I'm sitting there just getting down with my fist. You know, I got those Darth Vader mannerisms. And oh so the people God. in the car next to me are just laughing. And I just kind of look over at them. You know, I look over, you know, over my shoulder and I just kind of start singing to them. And then the light turned green and I never saw them again. But. That's adorable. Oh my God. But you know, like... You know, okay, so let's take another example. Britney Spears, Toxic. That, that is a is, fucking jam. You I can admit, okay, that is... That undeniable. Is yeah, so definitely. I used to hang out like at this, uh, like at my friend's apartment when I was about like 19 or 20, and they were obsessed with like the Chicago soundtrack and that song. And then the drunker that I got, the more I hated the Chicago soundtrack, but the more I fucking loved Britney. Chicago is a good musical. Hey, though. you can think that all you want. It is a free country. <laughs> okay. But no, I've, I've, I've always liked some really bad, embarrassing shit. So when I was in fifth grade, I got really obsessed with Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusions <laughs> albums. And my mom got them. No, my dad got them for me for Christmas, but my mom noticed the fucking parental advisory sticker. So she wanted me to take each tape, put it in my tape player, and hit record on each cuss word. You weren't going to fucking do fuck that. Fuck no, I never did that. What mom. I st- <laughs> shit. I mean, I used to seriously listen to Sarah McLaughlin when I was younger. <laughs> oh, God. You mean dead puppies aren't much fun. <laughs> This was okay. This was before she did the fucking dead puppies commercials. Okay, let's save the puppies commercials or or whatever. Save the the puppies commercials, and then got the wait. No, she wasn't the one who moved into that castle in Ireland with all those cats. That was Inya. That was Inya. How could you not know Inya is a cat person? Okay, well that would be why she didn't do the commercials for Save the Puppies. Oh my God. But yeah, Sarah McLaughlin was my, Alanis Morissette was my jam. And then I just got really goth and. Okay, so <laughs> so after fifth grade, I got really fucking into like the Ghetto Boys and the Pixies. 
The Pixies are The good. Pixies. But also, that was before I hit my first goth phase. Kind of, it happens when I was 13 years old. My mom got me like these. She basically let me go buck wild in a record store. So, of course, I got like a shitload of For fucking- For the young'uns, that was basically like an IRL version of iTunes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so I went and I picked up fucking Fugazi's repeater and then Death's uh, Individual Thought Patterns, which mm. is a masterpiece. KMFDM's Nihil. Nihil? 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 Nihil. Nihil. Nihilistic. Nihilistic. You know. And then I got uh, Korn's first album. Oh my god. I, I used was... to listen to so much fucking Korn. Okay. What was that 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 stuff? You're like... Ooh, and then it sounds like someone tickles him for a second. He's like, why did we think that was cool? Because we were 13. Well, you were like 11 when that came out. Yeah, I thought Korn was like, okay, okay. so when we were 13 years old and nobody else sounded like Korn, you're like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. And then kind of like the Deftones were there and you're like, oh, yeah, like they, they kind of, it's like, yeah, you could you see it. And that, this is what I'm saying. We're at the age now where I will not make fun of you for liking the Deftones. And see, now a lot of people are starting to be like, actually, Deftones is pretty cool and so is Korn and oh, blah, man. blah, blah. Oh, it's kind of oh. like, uh, it's kind of like disco. You know? Oh, fuck disco. No, no, disco's <laughs> awesome. Disco is like the gayest music genre there is. How can oh, you be Oh, techno has that? something to say about that. Techno came out of disco. That is true. But like the dance hall movements and that whole kind of like party scene, that whole DIY kind of thing and like the late Delegate 70s or late That shit's fucking cool. I fucking love that shit. But whenever it comes down to like, you know, you just want to go buy some fucking drugs without having to hear... <laughs> It's like, God fucking damn it. And I told you, well, you about that roommate drugs, that got all of that fucking glitter in my records. If you want the good drugs, you just got to put up with that shit. Nah, man. Nah. Korowashi, Oklahoma, Shushin, Sumo Punk, Sobea, Sabrina, New York, Shushin, Sumo Punk, Sobea. That was fucking hard. That was hard. We had to dry run that a few times before we got it. You must have sat here for like half an hour just practicing that little bit. And getting the translations and everything just right. Even the rhythm. We had to get the rhythm right. Yes. That Yokodashi rhythm. Those Yokodashis, man, that's no joke. That's some some heavy duty shit they got to do. I bet people who actually speak Japanese, though, are going to listen to this and be like, the fuck are these people doing? Like those fucking gaijin-ass <laughs> accents? the hell are y'all doing? Where's Mankin? Make Mankin listen to us. Hey, this is his fucking, his stable. He'll tell us if we're like just horribly slopping it. So, <laughs> so we we mentioned Mankin, who is one of the founders of Honu Sumo Club in Yay! San Diego, because... 
This episode is all about Honu Sumo and the upcoming SoCal Sumo Open and just all kinds of other stuff. We had such a great conversation with JJ and Christina. Oh my God. I love those two. It was so fucking cool. It was just like we were just kind of hanging out. It was raining in San Diego and we recorded this like weeks ago before we had COVID. Dude, we recorded this like exactly a month ago. Oh, Jesus. And then we got COVID and then- Work happened. You know, the other medical things that I've been going through happened. Bam, bam, bam. We might mention that in a later episode. Yeah. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and talk about the upcoming events before we get into the interview because we do have some new ones that we are very excited about. February 11th, the Mighty Eagle Team Tournament, mm. hosted by Mighty Eagle Sumo Club in San Antonio, Texas. 11 a.m. at Kung Jung Musul of Texas, 1583 Thousand Oaks Drive, Suite 111. Each team needs to have three members to go up against other teams of three for a knockdown, drag out, all out brawl. Don't have a team? Come anyway and compete in the open or get picked up by a team needing an extra member. We're going to that. We're going to that? Yeah, I don't even know if, uh, I, I don't know whose team I'm going to be on. All I know, and this is what I've heard through the grapevine, is that like uh, a good chunk of teams are formed at the tournament itself whenever oh. everybody knows who's there. So I don't know. I'm probably going to be that guy that just shows up and is like, uh, who needs a team member? <laughs> Oh my God, I'm sure a lot of people are going to take one look at your giant ass and be like, <laughs> we do, we do. Unless they know me, they're like, God, you get any better since the Consulates Cup? Dude, if they <laughs> if they watch the video from that demo that you guys did at the fucking otaku food festival or whatever, they'll see how much you've improved. Oh, well, Even Jean-Jacques was saying like, oh, Matt Jim, you're doing so well. I don't know what the hell he sounds he like. He sounds like he's an American guy that lives in Hawaii. He sounds like a surfer. Okay, well, he has a really fucking French name. <laughs> it's so. just, it's John Jacks. It's just spelled Jacques. I know, I know. I don't, what does a Hawaiian accent sound like? It's like, what up, bro? It's like, What's up, dude, dude, let's go catch some curls. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> We, we can't get anyway, Mr. Jack's accent down at all. We're getting way off topic. <laughs> we need okay. to have him on the show. One of these we days. do. We <laughs> need a to very have nice him on guy. Next up, February 25th. One of the main reasons we even did this whole ass episode. The SoCal Sumo Open Tournament, hosted by Honosumo in San Diego, California. This is going to have adult divisions, kids divisions, teams divisions. It's going to have a completely gender-free division where it's anyone of any gender can compete. Just all adults. Like, are you a are you a grown-up? Well, then you, you can, can fight other grown-ups. <laughs> Weigh-in is actually on Friday, the twenty-fourth. So please remember that the tournament itself is going to be on Saturday, the 25th. But then on Sunday, the 26th, there's going to be a beach Keiko and a little social event to go along. Man, with I wish we could go to that. God damn it. I know. One of San these Diego. Days. Oh, it's good. It's going to be so much warmer in San Diego. Think about it right now. It's 26 fucking degrees out there right now. I know. It snowed. This is Texas. Okay. And it snowed. Oh, that's not snow. That's ice. That's tiny ice BBs. Which is worse. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. That particular tournament in just a moment but we did want to talk about these other ones as well 
March 11th, the 2023 U.S. National Sumo Championships. This is the qualifier for the 2023 World Championships and the World Combat Games. It's going to be in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's at like an indoor, like Orlando indoor soccer, something like that. I do know there was a venue change. Reach out to Cornelius Booker or Kyle Ferreter for further details. And like always, the information is going to be spammed everywhere. The closer to the tournament that we get, you can't go wrong. Just go to Orlando. Then after that, on March 25th, will be the Kuma Sumo Bash, hosted by Antioch Sumo Bears of Antioch High School, which is in Antioch, Tennessee. (laughs) Junior men's and women's divisions, ages 13 to 18, along with demonstrations and instructions. These are all things you can experience at this fabulous Youth Sumo Bash. I am so excited we're getting more Youth Sumo in the U.S. Holy shit. Good job, Antioch. Corrupt the youth. (laughs) Corrupt them with sumo. Yeah. See, that's one of the things I love about John Jax is he just, you know, he really, really got the kids involved in sumo. And like, I'm really glad that there's so many people like in the sumo sumo community in the U.S. that are really starting to concentrate on youth. It's pretty fucking awesome. Exactly. All right. April 28th and 29th. Oh, this is a new one. The Roller Town Showdown Sumo Tournament hosted by Dallas Sumo Club and Roller Town Brewery. Okay, so I've been corrected on this city name. I don't know how many times. So when it's I first Salina. went. Yeah, so some people told me Salina. Someone else told me Selena. I don't know. All I know is it's C-E-L-I-N-A and it's north of fucking Frisco. And that's where I'm going to go. I think it was probably originally Selena, but then white people got a hold of it. So now it's Salina. But yeah, but there's a Salina in Kansas, too. And there could be more than one Salina. But it's spelled There's white people all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Rollertown Brewery became so enamored with sumo after the Dallas Sumo Club performed a demo there last year that they decided to collaborate on a whole ass tournament. But wait, that's not all. They are also releasing a new beer in honor of the club and the sumo tradition. But possibly more than one beer? That's not entirely clear yet. I mean, there's, I thought it was one. there's nothing wrong with more beer. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I not, know that they haven't named it yet. So They haven't named it yet? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a surprise, damn it. <laughs> well, it's, it's a brewery, so it's probably still in the process of brewing, you know? Yeah. But that's so fucking fun. A sumo tournament along with like a beer or two or three specifically for the sumo tournament. Hell yeah. And what's really fucking what's really fucking awesome is that whenever, you know, you're at these events with people that are, you know, having a couple beers, you know, chilling with their buds or with their kids or whatever, they start wanting to get a little bit rowdy, you know, and so they start getting worked up. They start screaming more. You know, they're like, sometimes they want to put the mawashi on and get in there, too. It's like, yeah. And the demo that Dallas Sumo Club did last year was like such a huge, like bigger yeah. than we imagined it would be. Was that like the first like public sumo thing we ever did? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, there was, uh, was that Kyle Farader came down? That's from... where we met Kyle Farader. That's where yeah. we met Nicholas Tan. That's, That's where, where we, we no, no, up... we didn't meet Nicholas Tan there. We just hung out with him there because he provided the dohyo. But we met him at the Spring Festival. Oh, that's right. I think maybe that's where I met Nicholas That's Tan? where you met Nicholas Okay, Tan. yeah. And then we picked up... Uh, Rick and Bubba. Yeah, that's where Rick and Bubba yeah. came from. They they went to Rollertown just to like pick up some beers. They're like, 
what are these guys doing? Let's jump in there. They just, they <laughs> strip down through Milwaukee's on and just, we've been beating the shit out of each other ever since. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is going to be so fantastic. Yeah, I am I super wait. fucking stoked about this. All right. So if you want to track upcoming events all in one convenient place, Kellyanne Ball of Yamamoto Sumo Dojo in LA created a website just for that. So go to sumo411.com. That's sumo, the numbers, 411.com. Go check it out. Go check that shit out. Yeah. Seriously, it's like everything. Because there's a lot of people I see on the different, like, you know, the Reddit or the the Facebook or whatever. Then the interbuts. They're like, where can I find all these amateur events? It's on sumo411.com. Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, this episode is going to be all about Honosumo and their upcoming SoCal Sumo Open. I did want to mention real quick before we continue, the term Honu is apparently Hawaiian for turtle. Turtle. And I think that's fucking adorable. Not just because their logo was done by the same person who's done some art for sumo punks, oh, the mighty the, movie mulligan. Oh, the sumo or the Honu stickers? Yes, oh, yes. They're little, um, it looks kind of like a... It's Raphael. Okay, well, if that's what they want to call it, we don't want to, to get them in trouble with like, you know, branding, uh, copyright. I don't know how that shit works. Anyway. Hey, Kevin Eastman, Pierre Laird, fuck you. <laughs> We're using your toitles over here. We're using your toitles over here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's got a cool tur- turtle who may or may not be a ninja, as well as a Rikshi. I just think that's really fucking yeah, cute. I, I fucking love it. I got several of them and I put them like he on did. several things. He did. There's there's Honu turtles all over that's our my, place. That's now. my favorite uh, my favorite one. The <laughs> yeah. red one. That's my guy. That's the, who I was. The when red we, turtle guy? Yeah, when we played turtles when I was a kid, I was the red turtle guy. I liked the red turtle guy when I was a kid too. <laughs> See, this is why we click so much. <laughs> but specifically about the SoCal Sumo Open, we did want to reiterate some points there will be weigh-ins i actually just got word that it's going to be on thursday and friday the 23rd and the 24th of february from 5 p.m to 8 p.m each day and then the tournament itself is going to be saturday the 25th of february followed by the beach keiko and sumo fun day on sunday sumo fun day sunday and of course, there's going to be men's and women's divisions and apparently like a really big youth division as well. Like 15 youths. Yeah. From what I heard, that's there's going to be quite a few, uh, quite a few youngins there. Yeah. <laughs> knocking the shit out of each other. It's going to be great. But one of the coolest things that we learned about this tournament was the all- adult division this is just such a fucking rad idea so it's a division with no gender restriction whatsoever meaning any adult of any gender can compete against any other adult of any gender you just have to be a grown-up yeah you just have to put on the big people's pants (laughs) well no because you don't wear pants because it's okay well put on the big people's mawashi yeah (laughs) and be like you know at least like around on this earth for like 18 years yeah i mean that works take 18 spins around the sun (laughs) 
So a lot of cool folks are actually going to be showing up to this. I know that like pretty much all the Cali folks yeah. are going to be there. Sumo Dan and his crew are coming out. Oh, Sumo Dan and his entourage. Some of the uh, Northwest people from like Portland and like maybe I think Seattle are going to be there. Ohio Sumo Hell is yeah. going to be there. Chicago, I think, is going to be going. Um, I'm pretty sure... Dark Circle people are going to be going I've, as I've well. heard there's a couple people going out there. Yeah. So, uh, man, this is going to be their first tournament that they've hosted. And already I can tell it's going to be fucking huge. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be so fucking huge. And one thing that um, we're kind of excited about is that we got tapped to do the commentary on the live stream. You heard that right. Sumo Punks is going to be commentating all over this SoCal Sumo Open. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome. So that's going to be streamed on their YouTube channel, which is Maximum Effort. So Ma basically, if you're a Deadpool fan, you, yeah. you've heard that term before. <laughs> Maximum Effort Studios. Yes. And we will of course be putting a link to that in the description for this episode so you could find it easily as well as links to their social media yeah we'll, we're gonna be spamming that shit the closer it gets to the date so. oh fuck yeah, yeah. i'm <laughs> very excited for this yeah it's gonna be fucking awesome we might invite some other people to even do commentary with us i mean the more the merrier right yeah Doing this kind of stuff is so fun, and I'm always excited to get more chances to do it. I, I just love, like, you know, we just have a crew. We wake up, like, way too early and, you know, <laughs> drink a bunch of coffee and then just watch people on the other side of the world or other side of the country just, just smack each other's meat. Fucking great. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to go ahead and get into the interview now. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here's JJ and Christina from Honu Sumo. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We have here today JJ Jones and Christina Griffin Jones from Honu Sumo, San Diego. San Diego, two of the three founding members of Honu. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. We're doing great. Rainy day in San Diego. So, you know, it's the closest thing we're going to get to a, a real winner. Exactly, and a perfect day for fun. So, <laughs> oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that does sound amazing. Oh my god, we've been talking about wanting fun for like the past week now. <laughs> uh, you got to do it. You got to treat yourself. We're like three times a week. Yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's an addiction. <laughs> that's a fun addiction. <laughs> we, to, yeah. we like to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We used to have this spot like in uh, Plano, Texas called Saigon Street that was like oh, was so the good. best pho. And then it just shut down. They have um, this um, fake vegan beef. It was so good. We had no idea. Like, because they, they were like, oh, yeah, like you guys, you wanted, you know, vegan pho. We we're like, yeah, yeah. And they said, try, try our vegan beef. It's just it's totally amazing. I thought they messed up and brought us like real meat for a second. Yeah. Kind of like, and then, the, you know, the server comes up. She's like, it's good, ain't it? I'm like, I think you might have accidentally given us room. And she goes, no. She yeah. was like, take take another bite and take a look. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why do you guys like to get fun in San Diego? Go ahead. Um, so we go to the original pho restaurant of San Diego called Pho Hoi. It's been around since we were just talking to the owner um, a few nights ago. And it was like 
somewhere in the 80s, somewhere along those lines, like the early 80s, maybe end of the 70s. Mm-hmm. It has a disco ball. Or it, used to, <laughs> it used to have a disco ball and a stage for like club dancing. It was hilarious. We love That's it. That's awesome. When we go, because we go there so much, the convenience of like them just being like, I'm not even going to give you menus. I know what you want. <laughs> We're just like, number one for JJ, number 10 for me, Thai tea. JJ gets the, that. The that salted coffee. plum drink. Yeah, the salted Ooh, plum drink. Yeah. And the coffee, too. Oh, yeah, the Vietnamese coffee. I love Vietnamese coffee. Oh, that coffee, it, cold brew has nothing on that. Like, that'll keep you up. <laughs> 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 There's a good uh, vegan one in San Diego too called uh, Fa on Fifth. It's over in Hillcrest, and they make uh, like a full vegan pho. The broth, I don't understand how it tastes so beefy. Oh wow! <laughs> it's, it's like it's real deal. Because I was vegan for like eight years, and I needed a pho fix. Yeah, yeah. that's she's got. Yeah. What are you? Twelve years now? Yeah, um, uh, twelve and a half actually. But um, man, if we can like work some financial magic and make it out to the SoCal tournament, I want to go so bad. That's the first place oh, I'm yeah. eating. <laughs> it's, uh, funny enough, it's right around the corner from where the. Uh, the tournament's gonna be out but yeah that's one of the reason one of the reasons why we're talking to you guys today is you have this tournament coming up uh the end of february right Mm -hmm. yep 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 it's going to be uh saturday february 25th at uh 10 a.m at my jujitsu academy honu bjj in city heights uh the world famous city heights World the famous. most diverse neighborhood in all California, um, which is rad. And uh, yeah, we have spectator tickets and competitors. People can do multiple different divisions, mm-hmm. which I see is like since the Beer City, I think people really started doing that. It's like, man, let's support that. And I'm sure we're going to get a crazy lightweight that's like, <laughs> I'm going to do every division. And I'm hoping it's edible, to be completely honest. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I was you know seeing him take on heavyweights. He he really has like a he mathematically deconstructs heavyweights. I noticed, and it's like, dude, all he did was he just spun me down. He just tornadoed me. I'm like, one second I'm up, the next second I'm on the floor. I'm like, oh well, damn. Where did this floor come from? <laughs> yeah, at the sumo dance event. After he beat me, I pulled him aside and was like, you're going to beat everyone after. And he's like, what? It's like, I already have a plan for everybody. Come here. And so I like told him my breakdown, depending on like different people's styles. And man, God, I wish I was that fast because he's so fast that he can just do them. Every everything that I told him to do, he just did. It's crazy. (laughs) See, not only does he have this like immense athletic ability, but clearly he's a smart kid too. That tactical mind. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I love about the sumo community is that you know we're always lifting each other up. We want to see each other succeed. That shit is fucking awesome. But I I'm really curious how this all started. Tell me about the genesis of Honu Sumo. How did you guys get into sumo? How did you decide to start training sumo, training other people in sumo? Give us your origin story. I got a flyer back in like 07 and I saw it. I was like Claremont, California. It was the US Sumo Open 
and I was super confused. I didn't know if I had to use a like blow up suit. I didn't know <laughs> what was going on, but I was a judo guy and I was like, man, I think I can make this work. I, I think I could do this. And you know, like that flyer came and went and then we moved to LA and for some reason I still didn't see sumo. I was still watching sumo and I was a fan, but just Somehow around, it, it, we never caught it. Um, we moved back to San Diego, and then we found Andrew's Academy, the LA Sumo Dojo at the time, in Carson. And we're like, eh, let's do this. We're, you know, we're mixing it up. So we would drive down, and uh, we'd train a little bit. And I was like, man, I'm going to do this. I think I could do this. Andrew wouldn't let me buy Mawashi the first day. He made me use a loaner, even though I told him, I was like, man. I'm about this. I'm going to spend the money on it. And he's like, no, he refused. He literally refused to sell me <laughs> Mawashi, which was to this day. I don't understand. That's easy money, right? That's like, <laughs> it's if I'm going to keep it, you know, I don't know. It's weird, but I ended up like falling in love with it. Ended up missing a couple years for tournaments. When I was there, it was a wild time. Justin Kizzer was still there. Yeah. Oh, hell um, yeah. Monster was there. It was like, so welcoming takeshi was there um bayamba would show up and like make fun of me because i'm a judo guy <laughs> you know insane and you know that guy's six foot everything and 400 pounds of everything reason and he has a six pack you're like this doesn't this doesn't make any sense this doesn't make any sense but when you know how built he is, you kind of understand how he did that thing he did that one time to Kelly Knighting that yes. <laughs> is such a memorable, uh, the most memorable, I think, amateur sumo defeat, uh, at least in the U.S. <laughs> I'm waiting for one of those like um, internet guys to grab that video where he picks him up and slams him and then he goes into the earth, into the crust, you know? <laughs> They, they, they have all the UFC things. I'm like, come on, man. Let's no, they have. Them. They have. I've seen it. Someone like <laughs> whenever they slam him in, it like creates like a black hole and it shows them going through like different universes and dimensions. <laughs> and it's just they're just, yeah, just kind of spiraling down. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. We got to find that. <laughs> and then so for like us going, so it was so wild. Like JJ said, we lived in LA that whole time. Never went to sumo. Uh, to, to practice like within our first week of being back home in San Diego because Jay and I are both from San Diego within a week of us being back we were like you know that was like our weekend ritual right um getting up early hitting the the Starbucks over there and uh then you know going going to practice and then grabbing uh some delicious food afterwards and and heading back home and I think for me like as um you know Jay and I we've been you know we've been together for like almost a decade now and like just like being able to see like his love for martial arts and also just the community because both of us have a, such a big heart for community so being able to go there for me meeting the other like uh women uh, who were competitors and stuff and um just seeing how badass they were and it just was it it was just always a treat. So um, we so in that that time when we stopped com 
uh, stop being able to like come up to practice because of like injuries and stuff. I know I did my first tournament in 2020 when um when they did the the really small uh small US Open, you know, like taking all the the like COVID precautions and everything and yeah. and it was um and so you could imagine like, oh my God, a first first tournament, being nervous and being like, oh my gosh, these other competitors. But you know, meeting like my my twin, like uh your lady, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like meeting your lady, it was so amazing. I was so nervous that day, and um, and it just it was the best. That's where we met uh Minkin too. Yeah, we were in the oh, same division, yeah. lightweight. Uh we go out there and Oh, God, I sucked. I sucked. Oh, I my record was I think it was six and one, six and one. So a losing record, <laughs> if there ever was one. Um, I waited for hockey. I waited for the whole word to finish, and everybody was just coming off the line. Minkin oh. beat me there, and he sent me the video not too long ago, being like, you know, I still got one on you. <laughs> and he's the third founder of Honosumo, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. What's funny is like I've seen him on all of these uh sumo forums all over the internet and stuff before I actually realized who he was and who he who was associated with. I was like, who's this guy that knows a whole lot about sumo? <laughs> <laughs> oh my he's such a just such a cool and like I guess the thing of us we kind of met you know we mesh so well because um we're we're folks who who love learning and teaching and and being like being challenged and stuff and um Mikan is just always so hilarious when we first met him he'd be like why are you doing that that's not how it's done but you can do it that way and lose but <laughs> Speaking of Mencken, he's going to be at the tournament and he's coming a week early to run a Keiko. So he can show us all of the secret techniques he's been learning from his high school uh, sumo club that he's been going to. Oh, that's badass. Where's the the high school club that he's been doing? Where's that at? Uh, He's in Nagano. Um, Oh, that's badass. I'm not sure where the club is. He said it was like a hour and a half drive from Nagano in the snow, which is. (laughs) I think that's the snowiest place in the world. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's the one where the snow covers the houses. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Okay. So you guys, the three of you met. And then how was it that the, the actual sumo club was formed? Like, how did that all coalesce? What was the moment that you decided this is what we want to do? It's because we all sucked and we needed to do better. <laughs> I think we, all, we all got together after the the U, the 2020 Open. Right? Yeah, after the 2020 uh, Sumo Open, um, Andrew kind of connected us. And Minkin, I love Minkin, but you can't read him because he's so socially awkward. Uh, <laughs> so it's one of those like, I don't think he likes me. And then it's like, no, he just has a hard time meeting people at first. And he beat me. So I was like, (laughs) so I'm going through my own insecurities and doubts and he's going through his. And then Christina's just like, fucking dudes. (laughs) I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, and I have a gym in San Diego, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Academy, and we have mat space. So we just made time to get working. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, 
I figured um, it all kind of ended up coming together because I did see when I was lurking on your social media last night that <laughs> you did uh, you did already train jujitsu and judo and stuff like that. What was it like after you guys did start training sumo and other people started to become interested in it? How did you like, did you actively recruit other members or did people just kind of show up? How did that happen? Oh, JJ, you're the top recruiter. Um, so <laughs> I love wrestlers. Like, you know, like you have uh, the Ukrainians, all of those guys are really, really good wrestlers. Yeah. And then from there, they adapt into sumo. So I grabbed every single one of my guys that were good wrestlers and exposed them and kind of, you know, voluntold yeah. them to do sumo. <laughs> uh, for some people, it stuck with some others, you know, not so much. Uh, but I, I presented all to them and I'm like, we, we have to try this. Uh, recently, I've been having kids do it and they love sumo. Every jujitsu class, they think the game that they want to do is sumo. So we're going to have a pretty good kids turnout for this tournament. Nice. <laughs> like so much, you know, just so much like for the, the other clubs and other places, appreciation for JJ. Like, I mean, really just, it becomes like this whole like recruitment strategy, right? Really uh, getting people to feel comfortable. A lot of folks, you know, right. They automatically think, oh man, you know, I'm too little or I'm too small or I'm not big enough to do sumo or like, again, just because of all the, the really, you know, I think mean, nasty things that like society puts out about like the body shaming and fat bodies. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but you know, we, when we train with Yama, Yama and, and all the, the pros and, and like top amateurs, these folks are doing cardio. We're we're stretching. We're moving. We're uh we're comfortable and we're pushing ourselves. And it's but it's but I think for a lot of people, it's you know it's a, a sport that just really pushes past as many boundaries as you can think of at once. And that's intimidating. And then people are like the education around the sumo belt the mawashi and people, people get nervous people, when they think they're going to be mostly naked <laughs> they do and then you know when they get nervous they you know say problematic shit and yeah. you're like let me push back on you it's, <laughs> this is a this is a sport this is a sumo belt it's not the d word like uh, it's a mawashi you know it's not the d word please don't so, poop in this yeah, yeah. and like also nobody's looking at that ass in this calm down nobody's looking at you <laughs> I mean, in sumo, it's it's like um, it's like if you're already flooded with so much ass, you start to not notice the ass so much. You know, yeah. <laughs> you become immune to ass. Yes, it's like people in Brazil, you think they're really looking at every thong. Nah, it's yeah. just it's what it is. They're just used to it now. It's just yeah. like driving down the street. <laughs> like you've seen one ass, you've seen them all. Right. It's always like it's always like the you know, and Jay Jay is such a good like um just like a good teacher at being able to to put it into perspective for folks. Be like, hey, you know, you use this tool in wrestling, you use this tool in jujitsu, come watch, come observe. And for some folks it takes um a few times. Um, but JJ, JJ is like he is about um I yeah, I just I I 
appreciate you so much for that. Cause like our growth, it's, it's so much due to um, your patience with folks and how you really get folks excited and comfortable about the sport. Mm-hmm. And that's no easy task. Like shout out to all the, the, the clubs that do that. Cause you got to work through a lot of people's stuff to get them yeah. excited about something new. Also meetup. We've been getting a lot of good, um, like people just trying it out from meetup. Mm-hmm. Oh, They're like, awesome. Oh, I, because we're in a MMA, like MMA jujitsu city. Yeah. You you can't you can't go to a bar without running into a Marine that also fights for some reason, right? So they're always looking to challenge themselves. And we've been getting a lot of interaction from meetup. Yeah. Nice. That's badass. Awesome. It's like so exciting to see people come and are like, oh shoot, I didn't think I could do it or or like, you know, this person and it's, it's just because someone's such a small world. It's like, we're all like our own little celebrities. Like somebody oh. came in and they knew so, so much about JJ's like record and stuff. And JJ was so uncomfortable. He was like, oh. welcome. <laughs> and then, Trying to hide. <laughs> we were talking about Yama and he was like, you know, Yama? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I think also since Yama's been doing um, a lot of like acting work recently, there he's starting to become more on people's radar who aren't necessarily associated with sumo. My my favorite of that is uh, him and John Wick. Yes, yes, Yes. John Wick kill Yama. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) It took like four bullets to the head for Yama to go down. Just saying. That's how strong he is. John Wick had to. <laughs> so with training kids, that's because that's something I, I really want to do. I want to, you know, go back to the res and teach sumo, you know, to kids. So so have there been any like challenges with uh, getting kids to just want to try sumo? Um, no, because I turn it into a game. Oh, right. Nice. So first we start off with that like simple um, Japanese style sumo where you're both standing like super square and you just push the hands. And then if the person resteps or if their hand touches, say their like a, their opponent's chest or something like that, they owe two push ups. And oh. I did that for like like four months in between just to like teach them the importance of of like making sure that their base is under control and understanding their balance. And then from there, like jujitsu, the the biggest problem with it is so many people just pull guard because that's where most of the submissions are. Yeah. Um, so because of that, some people can't throw. They can't take anyone down. I'm a judo guy from the age of seven. So I I see that as the biggest disrespect of everything, right? So I'm like, let's focus in on this. And we'll we'll balance it between practicing just like sumo with the gi, with the gi, and it's simple in out snap downs. Everything's everything's on the table, right? So some of them will try like the bigger compromising throws, like an uchimata or something like that, like those turning twisting style things. And then yeah. some were like, oh, I could just push the person out, okay, or <laughs> I can snap them down and then their face hits the floor and I win. They're like, okay, so like I did that for about a month and then I added it into our nogi. And in nogi, it was nice and simple, basically push out, snap downs, pulling down on the head so they can get like a hinka, basically, you know, super simple things. Some of the kids are pushers, some are thrusters, like that they kind of figure their lives out. 
Um, and then recently we added in wearing a jujitsu belt, right? The the Mawashi is a is a is a tough sell. So that's the last thing that you do. But they'll all wear their belt. And then some of them are like, oh, I get to wear a higher rank belt. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and so they start fighting for just the opportunity to wear a green belt. They're like, oh, this is awesome. They put the belt on. Now they're working, breaking grips, breaking that grip of the Mawashi, of the of the Ubi, right? So they're trying different things. And then at the end, you put it all together. So it has to be like a fun thing for them. And the best part about sumo is it's only like 20 seconds, unless you're me, and then you'll get a five minute round. But, (laughs) you know, it's pretty, it's pretty simple, right? Push, make the person touch the ground. Some of them are really good at that. They'll go like a Russian two on one and they'll just drag the person's hand to the ground. They're like, no. See, because oh, I've, I've been wanting to to try to figure out how to teach kids. I think I get too stuck in my own head about it. I keep thinking, oh, what's a good pedagogical methodology in order to teach children? I'm like, <laughs> I just got to figure out my my rhythm, I guess. But You got to trick them into thinking they like it first. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's it. Right. Because I, I was thinking is like if I work with because um, there's uh, where I'm from, kids are really into football, basketball mm. and wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like with, with like football, basketball and wrestling, you know, I could like that's something I could work with. You know, I, yeah. I, I know how to, to work with that. But again, it's the D word <laughs> with the yes. Mawashi. Yes. You know? the, and the then, trick is from those practices, just getting in to be the cross training coach. Right. So football, they need to use their hands. Who does better hands than sumo wrestlers? Right. Right. Ooh. You know, like that's that's real talk. And the tachi eye, uh, the tachi like really focusing, uh, focusing in on the tachi eye. Um, and then uh, my particular style of sumo, I'm a, I'm big into pummeling and a bunch of that, right? So that adds in from the wrestling, right? And then they start seeing opportunities of like a Russian two on one, like the uh, going in for the Japanese throw. Ipon uh, Nagi, I don't know what it's called in wrestling. I don't think I can actually say it. I don't think that's PC anymore. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't say that one anymore. There's a few, few terms you can't say. But what do we say? A ponzioi? Is that what it's? Yeah, uh, ponzioi. So yeah, it's so a, that's uh, one arm shoulder throw. That that's what we call it in uh, sumo. So that's that's what I'm sticking to from here. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I think that's like really awesome that you're uh, getting kids involved because that's that's definitely the future. So with the uh, the children's division that you're having, you know, at the tournament coming up, um, have you had like a lot of a lot of kids sign up for it, or is it like, um, like a work we, in progress? Or? We have roughly like ten or so kids signed up. Uh, unfortunately, bad. I have I only have two divisions as of now. Um, I have seven and under, and then I have like a thirteen and under. Just so that we have, you know, fairness to it. I don't want to do uh, weight divisions because I think that would make it less pure to the sumo part of it. You know what mm. I mean? And to help us with uh, some of the complications of the Mawashi, we're getting in the uh, Japanese uh, Velcro Mawashis. Oh, nice. So Mankin's bringing a bunch of those from Japan uh, over. So it's instead of us having to wrap them all the way around and then them freaking out in the middle of it, like, why am I doing this? It's super simple. Step in, Velcro, done. 
Nice. Awesome. Yeah, Dallas uh, Sumo Club has like a, a few like children's mawashi. So it's not like the ones where you have to fold them into fourths. It's you just mm. kind of fold it in half and uh, it, it fits. It works. But I mean, it feels ca- I mean, for a kid, you know, I mean, like it's got, you know, some grip. But as an adult grabbing up like, oh, that's too squishy. <laughs> but but, but it have, works for the kids. We we have one of those. We call it our uh, Joanna washi. <laughs> it's too soft. It's not right. But we have, it's our last Mawashi that we use when we have visitors, right? Yeah. So we have a bunch of Mawashis that are meant for loner. And then we have this one. And <laughs> everyone loves it because it's soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a couple of things that I, I wanted to kind of like ask about, you know, especially, you know, with like um, organizing a tournament. What made you guys uh, really want to push for kids, like a kids division? Kids are the future. They're literally the future. Like, um, without them, it, it doesn't matter if it's sumo, it doesn't matter if it's jujitsu, judo, without a kid's division and kids growing, the sport is dead, the art is dead, the martial art is dead, right? You have to foster the next generation and, and you know, and make it normal for them, right? That's, that's why we have such a big football uh, presence in this country, because it's normal, right? We'll have kids go out there at the age of six, put on helmets and crash into each other and nobody thinks anything different about it. Right. But we're putting kids into armor and we're having them fight another team. Like, you know, like in the scheme of things, it's just about as crazy as sumo. Yeah, (laughs) true. I've definitely heard people say before, like, Oh, we don't want to do that because you know, kids are annoying or whatever. And I understand people who, you know, they'd rather not have kids around, but like, I'm glad to see more people in sumo who are trying to be more age inclusive, like mm-hmm. you guys are. Like, um, uh, you know, a few of the, the clubs here in Texas have some younger members. Um, there's like a whole high school team in Tennessee now. Yes, the nice. Antioch Sumo Bears. Oh my God. I'm super so stoked cool. about that. Like they're some of the motivations, right? I I saw them. I'm like, man, they're doing it, and that's exclusive. And I I really like Nat. That guy's really rad. He's a dope dude. We saw, we met him at the uh, yeah. at the World Games. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got to, uh, I I got to fight him at the Houston tournament. Just a totally cool guy. I, I, we went that was in, uh, the first tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. So with with you and um, do you feel like when you teach sumo to people that are lightweights do you feel kind of like it's like a different sport than you know whenever you see people doing like like heavyweights doing sumo uh yeah it's i think the right answer is they're both the same but it's not the factual answer right it's like in reality you'll see like a guy like um uh the ukrainians right the lightweight ukrainians and all of those guys they their tachiai is almost non-existent and it's really a lot of wrestling from the outside right a lot of like almost shots and hip hinge shots and i after worlds i was like man i need to practice like best practices for lightweight so that's what it was all focused on best practices best practices and just being able to utilize the fact that the game is different now, there are some throws. I've been trying to get a couple of heavyweight throws, and my body literally can't do it. I don't have enough mass for it. 
So you need that mask to turn the person, right? Like Jose Galindo, he does a um, that belly to belly twisting throw. I can't do it. I literally can't do it. I've tried so many times, but the dimensions of my body doesn't match up. And even if it's we're both lightweights, roughly the same size, you get a little extra power from that extension of the belly, right? And that gives you that ability to um, uh, bring their bodies over that fulcrum. But because of that, I do have to respect the different lightweight styles. So I've been working some stuff, uh, some anti-Ukrainian like uh, under-wrestling techniques. Uh, uh, edible. Edible has a good like almost variation of it. And it's good to practice with him or compete against him because he'll give you that same mentality, that same approach. And... Uh, you kind of have to approach him the same way as the the guy from Egypt. Oh yeah. That double under fighting from that double under and like literally cranking them back up. Right. Because that hip hinge was the issue, but you don't see that in heavyweight that that yeah. position doesn't exist because then it's Hinka. Right? <laughs> there's, too much, there's too much weight over the, over the belly line there. That's an easy snap down and lightweight that snap downs, the guy's got good balance. It's almost ex- non-existent. Yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of noticed that um, the heavier folks, especially ones I kind of tend to like overcompensate, lean forward too much, like it's easy, you know, pull down, snap downs. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really see that a whole lot in lightweight. And the whole, uh, what do you call it? Like almost like they're shooting, I guess, pseudo shooting, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like I see a whole lot of that and I see like drastic level changes. Yes. You know, and, and that's kind of like, because the way that I'm built, you know, I'm, I mean, I am like almost 400 pounds and on a day that I eat good, I am 400 pounds. <laughs> but, um, but, but the rest of my frame, it's like, I look at myself in the mirror and it's like, my limbs are like, you know, pretty thin, you know? And then, um, like I got these bird legs, I got these bony, like obby you arms. Have, yes. Long. <laughs> arms so and long. Legs. You but need I, to be throwing those hands like Eric. That's what I wanted. That's to. that's what you need to start doing. Yeah. Like that's going to be your style. Really, the best part about sumo because you can win easy, you can lose easy. You have to figure out what your style of sumo. Mm. Every pro will say that. Like I'm just going to do my style of sumo, yeah. and it's funny because that's that's it. That's that's real. Like yeah. I'm a grappler. I'm a belt fighter. I will work my best to be a pusher thruster, but there's just something off on it. It's something a little off. And the last time I did it, I got a giant hematoma on Ooh. my forehead. So oh, man. Yeah. that was that was a little wild situation. But nonetheless, it's something that you should at least be able to do. You don't have to be the best at it. Right. And same thing with like belt fighters like Jose, for instance, he's really good on the belt and he gets to that position. And if anybody grabs his belt, I mean, 90 percent of the time he'll win. The only times that he doesn't is when he has to close that distance. And in that closing of the distance, things get a little froggy. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I noticed like as he clinches on, though. <laughs> like Justin uh, has a really good snap down and he's always um, like working the balance of a lightweight. So lightweights come in because we're coming in low and he's always snapping down until the person like by instinct has to posture back up. And then that's where he really thrives. Especially with the three-point contact of his tachi eye. Oh, yeah. And you're, you're talking about Kizzer, right? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was was about to say is like he really has like that uh, weight sensing thing, you know, going on for him. Because when I fought him for the first time, it was like he tried to move me just to push me just to see if he could. And he was like. Eh, enough of this, and then just Sakui Nagi. And that was <laughs> just a- <laughs> He's going to be at the tournament. Uh, He's confirmed. He's confirmed. Oh, that's awesome. I need to get out there. I really, I, I'm, I'm just going to go mow lawns or something to get like- <laughs> In January, sure. <laughs> Dr. Blood, this is, the, this is the first annual one, and we're hoping that, like, shit, we'll do it. And this is next year. We're gonna do it again. Like, hey, so it's plenty of time for you, like, to win the lotto and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was actually gonna ask, like, if you guys had ever done a tournament before. But you said this is the first SoCal Sumo Open, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like uh-huh. we've done jujitsu tournaments, we've done sumo uh, judo tournaments, but yeah. sumo tournaments. It's a weird super passion, like love of mine. And I'm so nervous and we're just trying to figure it all out. And I want everything to go right. Um, talk to Justin, talk to Corey. Oh, what yeah. I've oh, seen, I they are very yeah, good already. at winning tournaments. Yeah, yeah we actually, uh, I think we first met you guys in person at the Cowboy Cup last year. And that was the first tournament that Dallas Sumo Club ever put on. And I don't even know how Corey and Siggy and really everybody involved ended up making it as smooth and professional as it yeah. was. Um, I was really impressed though and i'm gonna be super excited to see what you guys could do i know you're gonna fucking knock that shit out of the park but yeah we met you guys at the cowboy cup and like christina you were so sweet to me i was like sitting next to you and you were like oh do you need some water it's really hot and part of us was sweating yes <laughs> I, I walked in a lightweight and i came out and i was like i think i'm half a lightweight this is crazy oh. <laughs> It was wild, but it was, you know, that's that sumo community love, you know, it's like everybody, everybody has like a lot of uh, love and respect for the sport. And, um, and it's just, it's like some, some cool ass hardworking folks, Uh, you know, hardworking, radical, fun folks. And, And it just shows like, just, yeah, every, you know, everybody who just reaches out and, is excited to come to San Diego. So it's kind of like and the added pressure to it is like it's <laughs> a competition and like a family reunion. And like, you don't want your family to like leave San Diego. Like, oh, Christina oh. and JJ didn't do anything for us, but we know no one would ever do that. But, um, but it's, it's, it's so exciting and, and, and it is going to be amazing. And, and we also can't wait to really share like the part of San Diego where me and Jay both like grew up. Yeah. Um, really being able to share, share that love with everybody who's going to be coming into town. And then also for us too, like sharing with our community that they have, you know, folks here who went to the world games. Like, I mean, two people from your city that, that represented um in the world games in sumo, two people from your community. So it's super, it's super exciting for us. We're going to like every, every auntie we can think of is going to be there. (laughs) And you know, gasping at the butts, like, (laughs) auntie, you're going to be numb to the butts soon. Get it out. Get it out. Speaking of the butts, um, I want to just say. Yeah, please say, please say. I, I'm a huge fan of Sumo Dan. Huge fan. Um, 
but we are not requiring people to go butts out. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, yeah. If you've seen his recent post, he's he's talking about uh, panty free and panties for me. So now we have options. We have options in the eyes of Simo Dan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at the, at the event. Like, of course, um, uh, wearing, you know, wearing what will make you the most comfortable as a competitor. Yeah. You know, we have the um, we have the the women's division and we also uh, for the first time we have an all adults uh, division uh, that we thought was just really important, um, important to put in because like, you know, one for like opportunities, right, to more opportunities to win, right? So I'm really looking forward to uh, going toe-to-toe with JJ. We'll see who wins. We'll see who wins, baby. (laughs) Statistically, (laughs) he wins all the time. But I don't know. It could be the could be the luck of the ring. I don't know. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And also like um, you know, just just our overall, you know, just like love and commitment for the sport and wanting, you know, our sumo club is really big, you know, like all the sumo clubs are about, you know, wherever somebody is, you know, their, their gender expression journey. If there's somebody who also likes to, you know, compete with, with folks from other genders, whatever, we want folks to know that the, um, you know, you don't have to be, uh, to participate in the all adults one, you know, you can uh, be a person that's trying to, you know, win more, or if, you know, maybe you don't feel comfortable participating in the men's or the women's one, but, um, but yeah, just who we really want to encourage everybody to try out for the all adults, because I also hope like uh, Edivo uh, does the all adults. So maybe I can go against him. Um, <laughs> maybe you might but I'm really trying to wear that as a badge of honor. Like, do you know Edible Be My So and you know, so so we definitely want like every and you know, like also being competitors ourselves, you know, you fly out somewhere and you really, you know, you really want to give yourself as many opportunities as you can to compete. Yeah. And so that's what we want. We want people to have like as many opportunities to go for go for that championship and we also want people to feel uh comfortable and excited um in in whichever division they're they're uh they're going in so i'm really excited about the the all adults and you know for folks listening right being you know being a queer person that's not a, a prerequisite right for being for going exactly. to the all adult like everyone can be in it um that's just you know our honu sumo uh commitment to if you're excited about sumo, come out, try it, right? And you know, and and just be ready, just be ready when you get in the dojo to to bring it. And so, oh, really, yeah. and really I'm honestly not surprised it. that's going to be part of the tournament because, as I said, I was kind of stalking your Instagram last night, <laughs> <laughs> and I was seeing all this stuff about like you guys clearly care about people and inclusion, and have done so much to support a lot of marginalized communities. You know, the queer community, the unhoused community, um, and I was just sitting there like oh my god these are kind of our people <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm yeah 
that that kind of actually is a great segue into the next question that I had. Um, Kind of more for you, Christina, because uh, you did mention like, you know, body positivity and combating fat shaming and stuff like that. What is typically the response from people, especially if they don't know you, when they find out that you do sumo? Um, Do you get Mm -hmm. a lot of those questions about like, you know, body type? And besides that specific, um, you know, what do people think? How do you kind of combat these stigmas about uh, body type and body shape when it comes to sumo? Yeah, so when I do uh, tell people that I do sumo, immediately, you know, because, you know, it's like women and femme folks and like uh, a world that hates people in fat bodies. When people say you're not fat, you're supposed to take it as a compliment, you know, so people are like, hmm, but you're not fat. I don't understand. And so it's just like, Um, so immediately it goes into like a, a education and like an invitation to to having a talk about, you know, how do we how do we make this world a safer place for fat people and people in fat bodies and um and to give somebody a chance right to uh to have that time to be with themselves in the the way that they're really hard on themselves for for not being skinny. Um you know, the the folks who dominate in sumo, um, you know, I, I'm always like, hey, you know, uh, it's different body types. And I'm also very transparent about my weight. Right. Like when I first uh, when I first competed, started competing, I was in between like um, like 195 and like one like 195 and like 190 and then um I've been able to to go into other weight classes like lower weight classes and it's for me it's been a journey as somebody who you know struggled with uh disordered eating and stuff and mm-hmm. uh and like uh, not liking my body and not because of anything I think people I love have told me, but just because of what, uh, you know, what you see in magazines and, and definitely what we're programmed, uh, to believe a beautiful body looks like. So, you know, this, I don't know, this sport, it really has, has helped me like look inside myself and really challenge, uh, ideas of fat phobia and beliefs of fat phobia and fat shaming and body shaming that live in me and will always live in me. But um, it just is a sport that just helps me just challenge and and continue to push back and and like love myself more and also invite other people to be in a sport that uh, you really can chart kind of your own destiny. I love uh, I love also that like, you know, the selling of our shirts and stuff. It was really big for us that no matter how big the size is, that the shirts were the same uh, same cost. Because of the fat tax, you know, yeah. The fact that people, you know, people and designers say, you know, well, this garment is gonna cost extra because it's extra fabric, and it's like uh, whatever. So I, so yeah, so for me, you know, this for you know the the community, yes, but it's always something that's really just um just helping with with my politics and and making the my politics around beauty and attractability and. And what's possible. And like, I also credit JJ too, because um, he really helps me be like, you know, Christina, we have to, we have to show up how we are in whatever spaces we're in. 
And he's never like, okay, that's not okay here. You got to be a different person in this space. He's like, nah, like you are your values first and then everybody else can get the fucking line. And so I think we, we grew up uh, having to deal with that duality, right? You're always focused on like, oh, when I'm around these kind of people, I can speak this way. And then these people, I can be my authentic self. But that's no way to live. It's hard. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm me. I'm me. I'm always going to be me. If you don't like me, that's fine. Because I like me. (laughs) Yeah. We're always always like educating each other. Like what I learn, I share with JJ and Meekin. What Meekin learns, he says with me and JJ. And what JJ learns, like, this is like wildly cool creative space. And you you all already know the people in the sumo community, I mean, we're so freaking fascinating and, and complex. And it's like sumo isn't our first sport. So it's like we're just these wild, cool, weird folks that do everything. And and it really is like a, a, a like a light, a sanctuary for folks who want to try other things, knowing that like, hey, I'm this way in sumo. I'm also this way in, in other places and and just really, really reclaim, reclaiming fitness for all of us mm-hmm. and not yes. just for people who are, you know, uh, skinny. Yeah. Yes. That's something that I've, I've, uh, Sumo really helped me just completely rethink, you know, a lot of things that I had been holding on to about what a fat body can do. And um, really just like changed my perspective on so much stuff. I've, I've tried to talk to especially other women before about, um, you know, hey, maybe try out sumo. But really, I think the number one thing is, well, that's for fat people. And especially if you're a woman, if, if society sees you as fat, then they see you as less valuable. Yeah, yeah. And so I've tried mm-hmm. to talk to men in sumo about this before, and they just kind of don't seem to get it, <laughs> you know? But I think that is a, a big block for people, um, you know, for women and for femmes who otherwise might actually like it. And will be damn good at it. Yes! So good! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, babe, can you move? Have you ever had to move a big-ass TV? Not the plasma TVs, not the... <laughs> Like an old school 90s TV. Those projector screen ones. Yes. That thing on your hip and it scooted with all your might. I'm like, if you moved a dresser, a refrigerator, (laughs) a TV, and also too how like, damn, like as like women in film, we get like docked points for being fucking strong. It's like, you know, it's like, but I'm like. Because it's considered masculine. Yeah. I I dare say, this is just me. Anybody that doesn't like a strong female, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I know. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Right? Seriously. You just want a pet. You don't want a partner. (laughs) (laughs) What I get is, this isn't fucking Pokemon. You ain't catching it. I know. Like, he's always like, Christina, wait, he's like, I wouldn't want to be with you if you couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and it's, and it's so, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's all the things. And it's so funny how, like, 
you know, when you do talk to women in fields about participating in the sport, and that's why I also, again, appreciate, you know, I guess, like, our sumo club, and I think other ways that sumo clubs are are really learning that we have to be with each other on um on really just just chat just challenging fat antagonism mm-hmm. and you know because yes. uh you know I was really lucky to have um you know JJ as a support when I was um when I was going into a a, a weight class underneath heavyweight when I was going into middleweight because I would I felt so conflicted and scared and worried that like oh man you know uh, well, those feelings uh, when I used to like um, not, not those films from high school come back about me not being uh, beautiful because I wasn't 100 pounds. And will I, you know, see myself ugly and stuff? And as we, Jake, me and Jay created like a, a healthy plan for me to be able to go down that weight class and a part of that plan was, you know, every day really um, staring at my my fat antagonist uh, thoughts and internalized fat phobia and really being like, yo, you know, we're dropping this weight class, not because I'm not a beautiful person. Um, we're doing this for me to be able to compete and, but like needing a, needing a community around me like that. And it's like, I, and also I still battle with like family members and other people who are like, Christina, why are you doing sumo? You know, that, and it's like, I'm like, are we really doing that? We're we're doing this? Like, it's yeah, it's 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 ter it's terrible. But I think that um the fact that we're a sport and it's filled with competitors in the community that are um that know that that's a, the type of things that some of the folks who are going to be joining in the sport are going to be going up against. I like that we don't shy we don't shy away from from talking about that. Because yes. um because it's important and like and like women and femmes they need to they need to know and and see us uh competing know that we're strong and know that like you know yeah we're working around with those same uh shadows inside but when we see each other um it, it makes everything that we feel about fat people people in fat bodies non skinny folks like it pushes all it makes all that false. And that's that's so important for all of us, I think. Mm. Um, earlier, you know, we were talking about the, uh, you know, the tournament that you have. By the way, I really like that you're calling uh, the division, you know, for everybody, like all adults. We were like researching the like language birth <laughs> of like, so we at first we we're going to call it intramural, but then come to find out like intramural was like created for like guy only sports and it was an intramural is like French or something for within the same walls so it just wouldn't have made any sense yeah we're like like, yo we say in the kids is all the kids so we're like let's do all adults and so perfect (laughs) that's that's like actually really awesome but um I really wanted to get to pro sumo yes yes Pro Sumo. You guys follow Pro Sumo. So first question, some people find this easy. Some people find it hard. Who are your favorite Rikshi? Okay. All right. So (laughs) it started off as, uh, uh, it started off as Tokenoshi, but I am not Tokenoshi. I, I know my body cannot be Tokenoshi. I mean, Token Ocean can't be Token Ocean right now, but that's fine. I know, poor guy. Fine, right? He still has 
that upper body strength. It's just his knees, yeah. you know. His knees are bad, but man, he's still got that those abs and those shoulders ridiculous and the thickest legs out of anybody, right? He's so strong, but those damn knees, they they've given up. Um Ura is a I think I'm Ura. I I want oh. to say I'm Ura, right? I'm not as fast as Ura, but you know, I think we got the same tummy right now, which is pretty oh. dope. <laughs> um, but I think as a household, we are Takayasu. We yes. are fans of Takayasu yes. and his mom. It is. It is. And his I mom. love yeah. his mom. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite. Yeah. Mama Yasu. <laughs> like that, I'm I'm, I'm uh, all about the the support of a uh, the support of a a, a, a sumo wrestler. And like, I mean, that type of that type of support, that type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. So she the she little dance my, videos that she posts. Yeah, she's my favorite. <laughs> Awkward pictures of him. I've also been watching a little bit of the um, um, lower division just because I'm trying to see who's going to come out. From oh, yeah. There's yeah. that new uh, judo guy that's coming out. He's, oh. uh, his dad is uh, Nigerian and his mom is Japanese. <sighs> I can't remember his uh, his uh, his moniker, but he's uh, so dope. I hope he can piece it together. You know, he's he has a pretty good frame, so I think he could really put some mass on. Oh, hell yeah. No, I know here. I saw him on one of those uh, Chris Sumo videos. I, his name's like right. And I could see his name because I saw it written out, but I can't remember. But no, he's badass. Yeah. And uh, what's that? Koto Tebakari's another guy that I've been really like wanting to see more of. It's funny because I used to just put on the lower divisions just to have something on in the background. And then I really started paying attention. I'm like, holy shit, these guys are badass. You know? Yeah. I, during the uh, during the hard times of the pandemic, like that really rough area, I focused in on uh, on college and oh, the like, yeah. regional college scene. Mm-hmm. There were all these like outside, you heard the cicadas in the back. You know, it's you see the whole little ritual. I definitely started copying some of the ritual, which didn't make any sense. You know, like pushing away the pebbles on the on the clay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. You do it, it, and you're just like, "Let's go, motherfucker!" Um, <laughs> I, I think it creates ambiance. You know, and yeah. another person who does that is uh, Eric. Eric, oh. man, he does that too, yeah. even yeah, if it's yeah. just plastic. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I got really into that, and then to see like some of those familiar faces are moving into the lower division. It's Hell like, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so you guys are Takayasu stands, and then the whole thing that happened on the last tournament with Abi. Okay, what are your opinions on the? Uh... I, I didn't watch the last one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Spoil it, please. Um. Well, Abi ended up taking the U show. It was a three way between him, Takayasu, and uh, Takakesho. Okay, and then whenever it got to the playoff, you know, there towards the end, Takayasu and Abi, like, they were about to clash, and then Abi kind of did, like, a hinka, but when he did it, like, Takayasu's head went right into Abi's, like, rotating chest, and then did something to his neck, and so we kind of, like, collapsed, you know, down for a second, like, oh, 
goddamn, this hurts. He was like on his hands and knees on the doyo, just kind of, you could tell he got his bell rung because he was like wobbling around. Even when they escorted him off the doyo and sat him down like next to it, he was still just kind of like, uh, dizzy. And and Abby was like trying to help him up. He's like, oh my God, are you all right? You're right. You know, and I don't think that was a Hinka though. Not that I have anything against the Hinka. Mm-hmm. But because he did kind of like, you know, shift off to, I think it was the left, but then he did also go for that grab on the back. But then I've also heard from other people, no, it wasn't actually his head or his neck. It was his toe. No, no, it was, no, or I mean, something. his neck, it, 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 his neck did get like wanged, but I think like the actual injury <laughs> that they said was like, oh, well, it was a big toe injury. It's like, uh, yeah, that looked a little bit different. But. I've, I've looked like that after stubbing my big toe <laughs> but i've yeah, broken so, so. all of my toes and my oh. neck has never hurt from breaking toes so. oh wow <laughs> but, but but there was a lot of people that were like super pissed off that like like abi maliciously was out to injure takayasu but that was like not he moved on purpose you know he tried to do that do his hanka like on or half hanka or whatever mean to, like hurt him or anything and yeah. people get injured in sumo all the time all the time all you know, time. and I think it's because so many people have been rooting for Takayasu, especially this year. Yes. And because he just, he can't quite get to that point right that there, he needs to get to. get that Taimawashi out there just... Yeah. So I think that's what made people kind of channel all of their frustration with seeing this happen to Takayasu again and again and again toward Abi. Like, okay, you get to hold all of our disappointment and frustration. You're the villain now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anything, we've learned. <laughs> like anybody can win a Yusha. Yes. <laughs> we especially learned that this year. Yeah, this year is fucking wacky. It was. <laughs> okay, what do you think about the Hinka? Because a lot of people hate it and don't think it should be a legal move. Okay, so me personally, I think everybody should do it. I don't care if Yokozunas do it. I, I think everybody should be able to do any move. And, you know, I feel that's so just validated right now. <laughs> like, I, there shouldn't be a hierarchy. There's ways to win and you should always win, right? Yeah. Right? That it's... I want to see who's best, and there's no reason to take out a technique. And it's not their fault that you came out without understanding your own balance. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. that's, what, that's what she always says. If you don't like it, then just get better at sumo. There it is. There it is. And once again, that's another one where uh, JJ's going to get some hate mail for it. Konusumo uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a te- give us a second to respond, especially the especially the mean emails. Um, I think my hot take is like I just I think I think the dojo should be a place for ratchet celebration. <laughs> I, I mean, want, they have I want backflips, <laughs> middle fingers. I want I want just that hakuho like. <laughs> They do that in in amateur sumo in some places. Like if you've ever seen Russian sumo, they've got pyrotechnics and like all kinds of crazy shit. (laughs) I was like, oh, I want entrance music and pyrotechnics, even though I'm only going to be in the dojo for what, six seconds? I still want it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what would your entrance song be? Say it's like pro wrestling, you know, and you get like an entrance song and you get the fireworks going off and everything. What would your intro song be? 
intro song. Darn. You don't have one? I got it. Okay, because I actively love trolling. Uh, that's just my thing. I, I want to troll the situation because, you know, I'm out there in my fucking underwear. Let's keep it real. Right? <laughs> so I would come out to uh, Fergalicious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? and, and would you come out just straight face? Like, straight face. Straight face. Or like Beyonce, uh, Beyonce 4, right? And I'm like, let's go. And then people be like, the fuck is coming out here? Like, let's go. <laughs> so I I meet that. I counter it. Mine would be Hail Mary by um Tupac. Okay. But then when I come in, I'm smiling. Oh, Because yeah. <laughs> like already my headshot is going to be like, and then they're like oh my god hell mary and then i get in and i'm like i love those like disparate juxtapositions like that i live for that kind of there's this there's a mma fighter that i really like named stamp fairtex and she's like like what is it is it adam weight or whatever yeah yeah very very lightweight (laughs) but uh she she comes out and like you know like wearing like schoolgirl sailor moon uniforms and like she has little synchronized (laughs) dances and stuff and then she'll go kick someone's ass beats the bricks off of these women <laughs> uh, Mike Perry, uh, God, he did one to like single ladies or something. Like that. <laughs> no, Halo. It was Halo. And then, oh because they messed up the song, he wanted to come out to the Halo soundtrack from like the game. Yeah. Oh no. So he was like, Oh, oh my God. Out, and it was Halo. Halo. It was like <laughs> singing with it, just like a psychopath. And he goes out and he wins. That's, That's what I'm awesome. Doing. That, that is, is badass. fucking wow. awesome. I love people who have that kind of energy too. You know, mm-hmm. who's like, okay, it's not what I wanted, but I'm going to roll with it and <gasps> I'm going to make it my thing. <laughs> 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 especially like, especially, you know, how like some men can be, especially when in like combat sports and stuff, yeah. they get, they get kind of in their head about their own masculinity. That's just totally awesome. <laughs> I, I did a super fight once and I came out to the original Gundam theme song. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> like the whole score, everything. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? I, I, think I, would do it's the, for me. I think I would do the Evangelion theme song. Yes. I think that's the one I would do. seriously i think entrance music like if we if we had the infrastructure for entrance music in subo i think that would like be like another uh another like psychological warfare kind of thing (laughs) just wait just wait this is where i want to go i have i have some stuff i'm working on nice uh so, who would you say, out of the pro Rikshi, are some of your influences? Who do you like in the pros who has influenced your sumo? Who have you stolen some moves from? Um, I think the heart of Aoyama. Yeah. And um, I have that Ashitori. I have an Ashitori-like aura. Like, I don't have his hip mobility, but I have... I, like me and Minkin will yell out, <laughs> <laughs> and that just means one thing: go. 
Nice. Yeah, I think I'm still. I think I'm still finding my sumo. Um, I think like, uh, yeah, I I think I'm still finding mine. But I definitely, you know, wanting to uh, to be and embody uh, the greats and stuff. And and yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm still finding mine. Mm-hmm. I ho- I hope to be like on on their level, but not on their level, but like, yeah, I'm still finding mine. I don't know who I'm. See, like. I'm in that exact same boat because like I. I always want to do the grappling style and like, you know, work the belt, but I'm finding out I'm better at pushing and thrusting. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily Which where I've I I've been saw- telling him since the beginning. <laughs> Partners I- never listen. No, we never listen. So just be ready for that. AJ's <laughs> like, Christina, keep your arms in. I'm like, no, I'm going head first. <laughs> I'm gonna butt it like a ram. And I'm like, my neck hurts. Oh, my neck hurts. But I, I don't know. I still feel like I'm still trying to find my style too. So like there's Rikishi I I wanna watch and try and pick things from, but I can't really like apply it. You know, I'm still trying to learn how to do that. Like that thing whenever Abi comes up off the Tachiai and he's immediately going for the neck, you know, it's like I can't feel my arms to they, my arms don't feel right doing that for some reason. I just gotta I guess build the muscle memory, you know. Well, I think for you too is because you're so damn blind. <laughs> you just need it's to get true. contact lenses so you can see like where your hands are going. Yeah, because I'm know? just kind of my depth perception's <laughs> <Yeah>. just. Because <laughs> we'll do like little training games sometimes. I'll have like like a rolled up sock, you know, mm. and then I'll hold it out and drop it, and he's supposed to like. Like, you know, be in the touchy eye position. And then as soon as I drop it, he's supposed to jump up and catch it. See, if I could catch, you know, whenever you come up and then you do the Siriyashi with the goblet style, you know, like that. If I could catch it in the goblet off the touchy eye. And it's to help, like, you know, build, um, like, speed and um, what's the word? Explosiveness. Bounciness, whatever, for your touchy eye. We use that drill just to um, be over the line. Mm. So, like, we don't don't really try to catch it. It's kind of like just our timing for us just to be moving you know over the line and also we use uh lacrosse balls which is so much worse because if you don't catch it <laughs> it goes everywhere and bounces right and we have windows everywhere which makes it real funny because one day something crazy is gonna happen but uh yeah we use that but the focus is to clear that line because you know we're we're all we've all done sumo there's always that guy that just Pop straight up and takes the touch and you're like, now you have to try to win mm-hmm. back 50% of that match. Yeah. I think, because I'm kind of thinking about like, like uh, pro sumo folks, like, you know, um, being able to train with Yama and Yama just like, oh my God, I do want to be able to like, keep my, like, keep my arms tight and come in and just be like a force like Yama. Also, the way Yama traps like people's arms, and he's like right here, and it's like, oh, that arm is no longer yours. He commissioned. You had it it for as long as you did. Now it's Yama's. Like so, just you know, uh, I I really want to get get to a point where I'm coming in, you know. Uh, tight like Yama does and then also when folks you know if they do have their hand on my belt that that arm is like mine and it's just like I'm I'm not I'm I'm trading it for their defeat like Ooh. that's what I want to be like 
Nice. I, yeah, I like I that perspective. I, like too. I do. Yeah. That's yeah. sweet, JJ. Yeah, you, you've been working on it. You've been working it. on your Tachi He's so sweet. This is what I get like every day. So. Oh. <laughs> I like him. I like him a lot. I married him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're working on that. We're trying to save up some money, you know. We're yeah, gonna... also, but think about your entrance songs. Cause so for me and Jay, we had entrance songs at our wedding. I forgot you I okay, I what was your was, what was yours again? Mine was uh the Luke Cage show. It was that song, like the main song of it. So that's was, awesome. Because it was yeah. kind of like piano y, yeah, you yeah. know, it was just enough. And the, I think it was the Defunks that did it. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so smooth. I can't remember the song I came out to because it was just so many moving parts. But the the, the marriage song. What's our marriage song? Brand new, brand new. By uh, what's his what's his name? I don't know. Rhyme Fest. No, yes, yeah. Rhyme Fest. Rhyme yeah, Fest. Yeah. yeah. Rhyme Fest has a song called Brand New, brand and it's just new, so brand new, brand new. Oh. And, and it was like an instrumental. And then and followed up by what? Niggas in Paris. Niggas in Paris, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We know. But, uh, but yeah, so. I didn't even consider entrance music. That's like a badass idea. So what do you think we should do? Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about it. <laughs> yes. 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 It's going to be flat. some like, like hardcore power violence. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, no, no. Mine's going to be, what is that one solicitor song? Oh, the Red Queen. The Red Queen. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, yo, like we we live our lives like not fitting in these little wild ass boxes. Like our wedding should be the same. Like weddings were at our, our union hall. Like people from the community protesting and all around it. So it's like oh <laughs> ladies out protesting and like ladies, ladies in hijabs and stuff yeah. with like a fist up. like, Argh. And it's like we're walking down the aisle and it's like on the edges and oh, it's, it's, your, it's your wedding. Y'all have fun with it. See, he's already, he's already got to experience that once. I've seen the pictures. It didn't really look like it was that big of a deal. Okay, I love so, it. So. <laughs> so, okay, so the first wedding that I went to. It was a long time ago. I, I married this woman because she needed health for insurance. The insurance. <laughs> and I had a job that had health insurance. And we got divorced. We were only like married for like a year, if that, yeah. you know. And uh, the guy that actually married us was just this like weird drunk dude that just kind of, I, I, I knew the guy, you know. Okay. My, my uh, ex-wife's mom, you know, was there and he's just like, and then whatever, they're fucking married. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And she's sitting there taking pictures. <laughs> but but that's all it was. It was for health insurance. I'm going to and... have drag queens at my wedding. <laughs> I'm going to have a trampoline. I already know which extensions I'm going to put in my hair. <laughs> We've been talking about getting married since like basically a couple of weeks after we got together. <laughs> but he still hasn't officially proposed yeah. yet. So when we go to Scotland that year. <laughs> dropping that ring size, baby. Oh, she she, she bought a ring sizer. There's a ring sizer in our junk drawer. So sizer. I have no excuse at all. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
But anyway, we can't wait. And we hope that we get like an invitation and like of like a potluck thing. Oh hell! That was our jam too, and it was a great idea. That's a good way to save money. No, we need food. It's gonna be great. You all already got the hard part done. You met each other. We're getting like way off topic though. (laughs) (laughs) So um. So, what was the last question that I wanted to ask? Fuck. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I remember. I remember. So, what about amateur sumo wrestlers? What amateur wrestlers have inspired you guys? Because I have a few of my own. Uh, one of those being um, Esty. Esty mm. is like, if you follow her on her social media, like the stuff we were talking about earlier with the body yeah. positivity, yes. it's just, uh, I love seeing the stuff that she posts. She's also a great fucking wrestler, you know? Oh, so yeah. who are some of the amateurs who inspired you guys? Um, so they're current right now. Um, so th- that's disclaimer. And everybody that's not current that I'm not saying it's not that I don't appreciate you guys. It's just that you're not these two guys. Um, Eric is my dude. I Eric. love that guy. Like so he's so fun. rad. His his uh his partner uh Toby is the best. Toby is the um, best. I love his touch. I, I like how he turns it off, turns it on. He's like, hey, bro. Like he's such a bro, a dude, just like very one positive. Of the and then he's he shows up in there. With that freaking hair, and he's like, "I'm going to kill you." <laughs> and we did um, our first tournament together. I think we did our second tournament together, which was the Ohio um, during COVID tournament. I have awkward footage of him from all the way from that first tournament through. Um, so I have like uh, like a tell of different Eric's. Um, <laughs> I know it's it's weird. It's weird. Um, and then God, I I love Trent. I love Trent. Aww. I love Trent. That that motherfucker is hilarious. <laughs> he grew up. He was actually in San Diego um, way back when, and oh, really? he, the mm-hmm. ghost of him doing sumo is still throughout the internet in San Diego. Oh, right. Wow. Um, he was born and raised in Oceanside, which is Northern Cal- County, San Diego. Um, he's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like like absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then in Atlanta City, he ended up staying with us, and mm-hmm. we we spent so much time just kind of walking. And I saw that real monster, that competitive spirit. He's the most competitive person I know. Like we started eating crab legs, and he's like, oh, no. "I'm gonna eat more than you, Jay. Come on now, let's drink. Let's hop on the airplane." I was like, "Jesus fucking Christ." Come on now, arm wrestle. I don't know how the fuck to beat me in Dallas. It's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Um, and it's, oh my gosh. And, and the body of work kind of speaks to it, right? So he has this Absolutely. crazy body of work. But then the fact that he's such like a character of a character and it's the real him, I fucking love that shit. <laughs> I love whenever everybody does like their impression of him, like it's all that same voice. Like, what are you talking about? Beans, <laughs> like, I hate beans. <laughs> when he was talking about about him, like he could legitimately eat his self to death is real. It is real. We walked up and down the pier because Christina fell asleep and we're just like walking around. 
he tried to stop at every pastry, every candy shop, <laughs> every like pizza parlor, yes. every kebab, and he yes. kept eating. He was like, "Come on, Jay, you gonna eat?" I'm like, "Not too. I am good. Come on." That's hilarious. <laughs> just one of those dudes that just like, because I I grew up with a few of those guys where it's just like they just constantly eat and it never seems like they gain any weight or anything. It's just. Just fuel for the machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the lust that he does when he's looking at the food is like. We're walking and you just see his head. Come here. <laughs> and they got they got crab legs. <laughs> oh my god. My uh my definite favorites um you know is is got to be uh I think got your lady um you know Kellyanne um, yes. and, you know and Eros. Yeah. Those were like the the first um first folks I like women I had gone against in competition. Um I was like, oh my God, your lady, your lady will like never know just how, how scared I was that first like competition um, in that U.S. sumo. And I was just so happy that she was there. And anytime I see see her or compete with her, it's just, um, just a, a, a awesome, just awesome light, you know? And she, she loves, um, I love when, so I think they're moving soon or they're already there, but she talks about, you know, bringing sumo, um, to, to like folks in Puerto Rico oh, um, yeah. and I, and like, I can't, and I can't wait. Like that's, that's where, that's where she's from. So, um, I'm, you know, just, I don't know, just seeing her always excited. Um, she's an amazing, just an amazing competitor because like, um, for me being not really a competitive person, I thought that like when I was being competitive, I had to be like mean or I had to undercut somebody or be like, I couldn't be myself. Um, but I'm like, yo, like my power, my power comes from like love and sunshine, like the Care Bears. Yeah. So like I, whenever I see, uh, whenever I see your lady, it's just a reminder that like I can be fierce and it can be about uh, the energy I'm bringing and not having to downcut anybody. Um, and you know, like Kelly Ann, like, um, Kelly Ann is just, uh, so amazing, so smart, so strong. And also with someone who can like look at your game and be like, this is what you need to do differently and show what she's working on. And, um, and you know, Eros, uh, I mean, comp- uh, had the most victories at the world game than anybody on the, on the, um, the the team the team from us and uh and just as a just as just a freaking just a freaking light in herself right uh offering up so much very giving and and just um just a beautiful soul um and then eros, like i yeah go ahead eros was like the first uh like us women's sumo wrestler i ever like who was ever on my radar you know and it was the interview that she did with grand sumo breakdown that really made me feel like oh my god this person is fucking amazing you know and some of the things that she was talking about during that interview um kelly ann ball as well and um, one of the best tachi eyes ever (sighs) 
Oh my God. It's so much fun. She's so, she's so much fun. And she supports us so much. She drives down yes. from LA all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know, she does her, 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 um, her sumo, uh, what does she call it? Her, uh, dojo hopping or something along those lines. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's the best. It's the best. Also, we always get burgers afterwards. And I oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, her and Brenda have been very supportive of us, yes. especially supportive of Matt, you know, when he's been going through some, some tough times. Um, and honestly, like Christina, you have been such an inspiration to me as well. I like you. I, I just, I love the positive attitude. I, just after the Cowboy Cup, you know, that that first time that I really uh, met you and uh, realized, oh, this person's a part of Amateur Sumo in the U.S., so that's cool. And then, like, watching you actually do your thing, that was, I think, the point where I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> that's so important. That makes me feel just, just so good. So good to hear because... Yeah, like I, it's like I guess living living my mission, you know, um, and and really happy to be adding to that uh, that legacy of of other other women in film, uh, um, sumo folks who come before me. Yeah, I really, oh, yeah, and then like you know, you lifted up Brenda, love Brenda <laughs> so much. Brenda's gonna make sure there's the snacks. She's gonna make sure that you're tied up. Uh, she's also the best, best Mawashi tire best in the United States. That's not Japanese. Because really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember at the uh, at the Consulates Cup, you know, like everyone had that had the uh, the Brenda tie job, like it was secure, yep. yeah, and comfy, you know. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it has been such a fucking oh, blast yeah. talking to yes. you. I really appreciate you uh, getting together with us today. Where can people find you online, find more information about Honusumo? Where do you want people to find you? Mm-hmm. Um, so go to our Instagram. That's probably the best way to reach us at yeah. Honusumo um, on the IG. Also, we have a YouTube channel that we're trying to be more um, more active on. And that's uh, the Maximum Effort Studios mm-hmm. um, because we're not we're not the best. But we try our best. Maximum effort. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, and uh, honusumo at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere you want to reach us, just go ahead and reach out and uh, we got you. Also, if you want to get tickets or you want to compete, you want to be a sponsor, uh, head to uh, bit.ly uh, slash 2023 SoCal Open SD. Um, so you can get that info and like hit us up too on any of those, uh, uh, our IG or or our email. If you need any help with any, uh, travel arrangements, we got you. Nice. And we'll put links. Also, we have, uh, we have special prizes that, um, you will need to check a bag for. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So if you win them, yeah. going to go home with some good stuff. Ooh, nice. I can't wait to find out what that is. <laughs> You've been absolutely amazing, and we cannot wait to talk to you again. And, of course, we can't wait to see the tournament and hopefully be there. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure it yes, out. Yes, we do. We, we got to figure yes. it out. <laughs> all right. We'll Thank talk you to you guys all. later. Sweet. 
that was so fun. It was it was just like we were just hanging out. Time was just flying by when we had this interview. (laughs) Like doing the editing recently for this episode just like brought up so many happy memories from like a month ago when we originally (laughs) fucking recorded it. But you know, a lot's happened since then. There was a whole ass boss show. Um, (laughs) And then we got COVID and then some other just wacky stuff from out of the blue kind of happened, so... Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. We had a fun time with JJ and Christina, and hopefully we'll get to talk to them again soon. Oh, yeah, and we're sorry it took us so damn long. It's okay. You know what? I'm sure our, like, 20 listeners don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, keep an eye out for the uh, SoCal Sumo Open. That's going to be on the Maximum Effort YouTube channel. Maximum Sumo Effort Punks, Studios. Maximum Effort Studios YouTube channel. Uh, Sumo Punks will be doing commentary for that. Yeah. And of course, if you want to go and compete, fucking get your ass out to San Diego. Fucking San Diego. Man, we would go if we had the fucking funds to do so, but. Donate to our Kofi, yeah. coffee, co fi. Just donate. Donate send us seriously if you if, if you know of any like sugar daddies that just want to fucking like <laughs> send us out to go do like you know mischievous sumo stuff man i don't mind giving out pictures of my butthole for money <laughs> <laughs> that does remind me though there was some bonus material that i saved from this episode oh. so i might put that up on our donation page nice. you want yeah. some extra content you want some extra shit from sumo punks you want a ferrari i don't know <laughs> What was that, Anna Nicole Smith? You like my body? I don't know. <laughs> oh Whatever. Find us on the social media. We're all over the place. It's yeah. punks with an X. If you're looking for us on Twitter, it's punk sumo because I fucked up the Twitter. Of course, we have a Redbubble yeah. store. So we got some t-shirt designs on there. You don't have to get a t-shirt. You can get a sticker. You can get a mug. Maybe. Don't, don't we have shower it. curtains on there? Uh, If not, I can make some. Yeah, we could get shower curtains. Yeah. Don't you want to have the Gaga Maru playing drums? Get yourself fucking a shower fucking curtain. Gaga Maru shower curtain. Do you Why want the the black not? metal Hakuho fucking shower curtain? Yeah. Shower with Hakuho. <laughs> and the defeated corpse of Terra no Fuji sure on the floor. a lot of people would if they could. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the show. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Oh, one oh, more thing. shit. Two more things. Oh, what's that? You have to rate us on whatever platform yeah. that you're listening to us on because it fucking like really helps putting us into the earballs of other people all over the place. Yes. And the other thing, do me a really big favor and like force people to subscribe to us on YouTube so that we could unlock those juicy, juicy fucking. Now, you uh, said the other day you were going to do this. <laughs> I did say the other day I was going to do this. And what was your caveat? It was, you don't actually have to, like, pay attention to our YouTube page, but if you subscribe to it and then ignore us, that still gives us, like, the subscribe numbers yeah. so that eventually we can, like, monetize this shit. Look, we're just really fucking broke, okay? We missed a lot of work from COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then, you know, we, we do this shit, you know, for fun. You know, we work and we do, like, other stuff, and then we put a lot of our own resources, you know, into doing this podcast and traveling for tournaments is yeah so and and that's you know sometimes i'll not buy underwear so i can buy (laughs) you know hotel rooms and you know compete in tournaments and stuff so that's just because your underwear wears out faster because i'm always wearing it too (laughs) it's true (laughs) so yes please buy me some underwear or help me afford some underwear because i can't afford this wild sumo lifestyle and underwear at the same time. You're going to just have to start going tradish. 
Yeah. That's all there is to it. <laughs> all right. We're closing up shop now. All right. We love you guys. We will see you in the future. Bye. Bye.